When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Chesney Hawks here. You are watching My Hammers 11 with the one and only Russ. Thank you, Chesney. Thank you, Chesney Hawks. <laughs> that was a nice surprise. Good old Ches, bless him. All the way from LA. Very nice, very nice indeed. Anyway, hope everyone safe. Where Russell Miami's Eleven. If you're new channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you made anytime I put new content on. As always, like to thank our lovely channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them out in the description below. One day I will be able to say that in one breath. One day, one day. Anyway, hope everyone is safe. Well, today uh, we've we got, I'm really looking forward to talking to Ham. Ha- what, what, what do I call you? I, always, I know he's Hammer and Hammer Turk. What do I call you guys? Turk. Everyone's Turk. just always called right. me the Turk. So Perfect. Turk, Turkish, whatever you want. Turk. All right. So we've got Turk. How are yes, you doing, sir. Turk? How you doing, man? You're oh, right, buddy. I'm very good, mate. I'm very good. Thank you very much for having me on. Pleasure, man. The sun is shining. Hornchurch is sparkling at the moment. It's lovely. It is, especially with the, uh, the local team doing well as well the other night and uh, oh, going through to the final. So Wembley. Wembley. Very, yeah. Very, very nice to see uh, the, the local boys going through there. And I'm sure there'll be, hopefully, some you know, strong support with... Uh, West Ham fans being uh, being definitely. around, yeah, definitely. It's sort of a, yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Sort of Hornchurch, really Hornchurch FC. In that, it is like there was a big there was a t- period where like people like Steve Potts was playing for them. I think Keith Rodan was playing for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, there's sort of yeah, it's, it's a funny amateur little club. It's, it's it's strange. I never really sort of understood it much, but yeah, Wembley. So everyone be you know banging on the old uh, bandwagon now. So that's fantastic. Of of course. He's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. And, and West Ham themselves are doing all right. We're doing all right at the moment, aren't we, Turk? Well, listen, listen I don't think anyone could have foreseen the, the season that we've had. Um, yeah. And you know what that feeling is like. When you're winning, you just want to play all the time, every two days, every three days. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Let the fixtures keep coming. And um, I still feel a little little bit down from the, um, the last result. Um, it kind of... Kick me a little bit, but look, you can't you can't moan at all um, across the board from 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 the manager all the way through to to the players. So um, I'm looking forward to the next game already, and um, it's been brilliant. Yeah, it is. I, I hate I hate international breaks. I'm not I'm not an England fan. I'll be honest. Mm. I'm really. I know some people are really passionate about England, but I'm really not. And it's it's just gets in the way, particularly like now. It's got this you know relatively squeaky bum time of the season now, yeah. and then we've got this sort of like almost a two week almost a two week break. To be honest, um, yeah, it's just oh. Yeah, it's not yeah, good. I, I don't mind. I, I like. The, I don't mind the tournaments because the tournaments yeah. always yeah, yeah, yeah. good to, for for obvious reasons. But like you said, the international break always normally come at a bad time. You've either just lost and then you need to come back and, and get winning, mm. or you've won and you want to keep up that momentum. Um, mm. Obviously, with us, we drawing. It felt like a little bit of a loss, um, mm. but you want to you want to make sure the players um, have not been affected by that too much because it can affect the the camp a little bit being free up and. And uh, coming out of a draw, but listen, we're West Ham and we're we're there to to to, to make things happen. We are, we are, but we're notorious 
being these being slow to get back you know that's the trouble we you know at the beginning of the season and the internet every international break it seems that we take like a game or two to get back into the swing of things mm. um but that being said you know I know although you know the fact is the last two games the man of matches for england are both in west ham players um, yes scored at trick yeah uh, as long as Fabianski doesn't come down with COVID like the rest of the Polish squad. I'm happy. Yeah. I'll yeah. be happy. That's, mm. that's, I think four have got COVID apparently in the Polish squad. Which is not yeah, I've heard thing. that as well. And obviously, we've <sighs> not around the game. So we've got to, you know, make sure that those boys that you just mentioned, especially, come back unscathed and, and, and ready to go. Um, exactly. And whilst the others that have been left behind, if you like, uh, are ready to, to fill in the gaps when needed yeah. as well. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's what I do now. Literally, I don't watch the England game. I literally wait till it's finished and then I'll look at the report and see <laughs> if X been su- as he started. He's been subbed. Yeah. Why he's been subbed? It's, you know, tactical change or whatever. Yeah, okay, it's fine. 100%. I just get 100%. these flashbacks of Dean Ashton, you know, from like years ago. So that's, yeah. why, I, I, that's why you want your players to do well. You want them to play. Into, but there's always that. Is that, yeah, West Ham first mentality of me, as you said. But then I'm fair with a fan. If we get to like the quarterfinals of, of you know, the Euros, I'll be there face painted mm. down the, <laughs> the new inn or, or the army yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that'd be me. I'm, I'm such a fair weather fan, and I know that is. But um, yeah, I just can't stand it at the moment. I really can't stand it. But uh, it seems a bit, I always think it's a bit strange at the moment. We're in this weird world at the moment. And, you know, people are flying all over the world, you know, like to play football matches. It's, yeah, yeah, that it's, it's about getting your head around that as well, isn't it? it is, yeah, they're, they're, they're going backwards and forwards all over the place. Yeah. Um, but look, it is what it is. They, it football's is. too big to stop by the looks of things, yeah. so it's going to happen whether we like it or not. Very true, very true. And and, and football aside, how have things been with you in, ter- hmm. in terms of this weird world we live in at the moment? Well, look, I don't think anyone would have seen that we would have been at this stage when it first came out over a year ago. No. Um, so for me, at the beginning. It was a nice welcome break. Um, it was a time to to recharge the batteries and to mm. to evaluate everything. Um, so um, that happened, and then it was a case of oh, this is carrying on a bit too much, and <laughs> and then you you're eager to to get back to a bit of normality. But whatever that normality looks like at the moment, um, it just doesn't seem as close as it seems to, no. to 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 the eye. So I'm just hoping that we get through this this next little bit and. The first stage is obviously with the pubs opening from the outside and then mm. seeing how that affects everyone else and if there's a knock-on effect there. And hopefully, um, fingers crossed, we get through that and everyone gets back to to, to their lives and, and, and their families and, and earning money. Yeah, very true. Very true. I'm going to say, it became, it was interesting. It was exciting. Then it just became an mm. annoyance. And now it's just like the norm now, isn't it? And even yeah. when like, Boris did his big like you know roadmap, I was like, brilliant! But it was like still means we're still sort of locked down properly until like june it's like oh yeah well yeah. i went to um everyone's done it i know we all keep masses of masks in our cars these days i went to tesco's yesterday um went back to walk in realized i forgot my mask funny enough outside there was guys giving masks um right. so i was like okay brilliant then i realized i forgot my wallet so i had to go back to the car anyway when I went back to the car to get my wallet, I left my mask in there. So I went back and then I, I went back about three or four times. I was like, all this is to pop into Tesco's. I was just <laughs> like, you know, but um, yeah, it's just getting used to it now. And um, um, I don't, I don't like it, but it's, it's ultimately, it's what we've got to do to, to make sure that everything goes back onto track. So exactly. not long now. 
and then no. um, we'll, we'll, we'll back in the stadiums as well, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. Uh, end of, the, end of the, the beginning of next season, we should have full capacity, hopefully. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we get 10,000 in by the Southampton game, which would be brilliant. Um, yeah, they're talking about semi uh, the FA Cup semi-finals, a couple of, fa- a couple mm. of thousand as test centres. would be good. Yeah, but it is weird. I mean, I you know, I... You know, obviously, I'm still at the stadium now, so it's it's it is strange not having. Well, it started again. It's the same. It started off strange. It started off unusual. Now it's just become the norm. I think I'm going to get a bit of a shock when. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was a bit of a shock when we had two and a half thousand Man United fans turn. You know, the Man United game that was weird. Mm. So to have ten thousand is going to be awesome because um, obviously all the pubs hopefully will be open as well, and the bars and the boats and stuff around the ground. So although there'll be ten thousand in the stadium, I don't think there'll be ten thousand around the area i think yeah. it's gonna be a bit of a party so um yeah it is weird it, it's strange because I, i've always watched football in the stadium i've never really yeah. watched football on tv or west ham i've never watched west ham on tv no. I've always been in the in the grounds and um whether it be home or away and now i'm looking at it and i think to myself you know i'm watching it on tv it's never the same um, no. It never will be the same, but it's weird watching it in in that kind of way. Even with comp, like, see, I've watched no. other teams on TV, but when you're watching West Ham and you've got your own stadium, and you can see your seat in the background. Yeah. It, it has been a little bit weird, but you know, this is a conversation that many have had. Um, maybe it has been to our benefit uh, this season, and the reason why we've been having such a, a good year is is because of because of that. Time will tell, but um, yeah. for the moment, I'm just enjoying the ride. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm I'm totally in agreement. I, I'm totally in agreement that, that the uh, not having fans helped us at the beginning, no mm. doubt, no doubt, because you know we had that we had that horrible run of games planned. Um, you know, we just signed, we just sold Grady. No one yeah. came out, and all that yeah. it was all that hoo ha. And you know, and if if there was fans in there, and particularly the Newcastle games, we were so poor. Yeah, it would have just added to that fire and then obviously going to Arsenal and, and not getting anything there would have added added to the fire even more and mm. you know it would just it would have just played on play on, on the players minds definitely if the fans were there so it's definitely definitely helped us to start off with I think now it's the other way now we could really do with the fans to give yeah. us that 10 15 percent on the, on the running um I mean, re- re- I mean realistically Turk, where do you think we'll finish this season well now when when we're looking at it and the games are running out and yeah. you know we 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 used to talking games running out. Are we going to get relegated? Um, how many games? How many points can we get from these games coming up? Yeah. But when we're looking up, and I'm looking at the the amount of games, and they are one by one, tick tick. Mm. I think we're in a very good position now, and it's in our it's in our hands. My my only concern is, and this is what we've got to be as as a, as a West Ham fan, is that there's a lot of good teams in and around us that are oh, still yeah. in those positions. And, you know, Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham come in there as well. So I think realistically, um, if we can finish, if we can finish seventh, um, mm. I would be absolutely delighted. That's not me, you know, not looking at it and thinking we, we should finish fourth, fifth, sixth. Yeah. I think I, I, if we can finish in the top seven, it's a fantastic season. Even, yeah. even Apes a fantastic season, but we're so close now. I don't want to be left at the end of the season. And go, oh, why didn't we do that? And why didn't yeah, we do yeah. this? And it's been a couple of those moments. Man United away, we yep. could have really gone for it, um, you know. And we, we went for it at Arsenal. Um, but going back to what you just said, I think if we had the home crowd in at three 0 up, I don't think we would have lost it. No, we would have. I don't think we would have drawn. Sorry, I don't think we would have lost that lead. So you know, um, to answer your question, I think that we need to be aiming to stay around that fifth position. Yep. The good thing is we're playing the teams around us. So we're going to play the Leicesters and we've got um, those teams around us again. So 
it's about us staying in there and our next game is very very important because that, yeah. that's been a stumbling block for a, for a few years now definitely definitely although we still haven't lost two consecutive games all season because um, even the even the, obviously the even the premier league two losses there we had the carabao cup in the middle so yeah, <laughs> so I mean that that shows some resilience, you know, of yes. the team and, and a difference, a different mentality, and and yeah, I, I'm the same with you. I, I think I think fifth sixth is 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 more achievable. Um, a, a former West Ham manager, I texted him it was his birthday, and he texted me back to say nailed on for top six. So there we go. So uh, if, if, you know, and I, I trust this man. He's, he knows his yeah. football, so it's like okay. The, so we'll yeah, say. listen, we've 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 played a lot of the tough games. There's no easy game in 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 the Premier League, but no. at the same time, we go into every game feeling confident. We're going to every game looking at it, and going, you know, they've got to beat us, um, yeah. and we've got goals in us um, if everyone stays fit. So yeah. let's see what happens. It's going to be yeah. interesting. Indeed. It will be interesting. It will be interesting. Mm. So if we go, we go back. We go back, back to, to early Turk. Um, mm. Why West Ham, man? Why is why is it your club? You talk very passionately about it, and I so. But but what's what started it for you, man? I th- it, it, it was my dad. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of people that sit there and go, you know, where, how did it all start? Um, was born born in Dagenham, so um, big West Ham following around there, um, and then moved. Um, through to like Ilford Way again, big West Ham following around yeah. there, schools, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, it started off for, for me and my dad. We was talking about this recently. Really, he used to work a lot during the week, so the weekends was kind of our time together. So mm. I was very lucky. I got a season ticket at a very young age. Um, I was nine years, eight, nine years old. Wow. So you know, for for that age, it was it, it was really good. Uh, but that was our time. We used to go. Um, to, to West Ham and I used, to, I used to absolutely love it and I used to play football um, myself so for me around that age I used to back then you used to be able to if you was in a box as well sometimes which we weren't in the box you used to be able to run on the pitch after the game and have a yep. kick about with you the players I remember Ludic Klosko Ian Fewer people like that and, and I just fell in love with the club um, like West Ham fans I always say this to people and I feel like it kind of chooses you rather than, you know, the, the other way around sometimes. And um, it, it's always been my club um, and and everything to do with the club has, has been what I've followed over the years from match day experiences to the ups and the downs, more downs than ups. Um, but, you know, we follow our team and um, uh, there's, there's no other team that, that I can ever see myself following in that respect it was always going to be west ham growing up in that area and um and long may that continue yeah no exactly and you're right it's one of those things isn't it and it's something that's passed down from from generation to generation you know it's like i think i mean i've got a daughter she's eight she's not really into football but she likes the ladies team so mm. West Ham women. So it's sort of, you know, sort of, sort of through through that as well. And you're right, it's one of those things where, you know, I think there's no one I've interviewed, and we've interviewed lots of players, lots of fans and, and players and whatever who have gone, Oh yeah, West Ham was all right, you know, I played for West Ham, it was all right. I went to mm. one West Ham game, it was okay. Everyone's hooked the first time they've walked up that stadium, you yeah. know, and, and whether it's Upton Park or whatever or whatever, and you you know, and you're a fan, so to speak, and it's the first time at London Stadium or whatever. And and that's it, man. And, you know, and I think we're a funny bunch, West Ham, as you said, a lot lot of thin, not thick, we've been yeah. we've been through. Um, but we still have this completely passionate base and 
you know fan base across the world you know what i mean globally i mean i've interviewed people all over the world and they all support west ham some people never even stepped a foot in Newham. do you know yeah. what i mean but yeah. they just and, they, and they've picked our team you know that's uh-huh. that's that's the thing that surprises me you know i've talked to people in bangalore or whatever and they picked west ham like, for god's sake you know you had, I know. You had like 20 odd teams but you picked us you weirdo yeah one hundred percent, and no, it's not—it's not like even our colours are kind of the normal kind of colours that people go for. You know, uh. most most people support teams that are red and white, blue and white, or yeah. whatever. And you know, claret and blue for us—it's just you know, um, it just stuck. And like you, I've been away and met so many people that support West. They stop me because I've got a West Ham top on or yeah. West Ham shorts, or they've seen the West Ham tattoo, or whatever it might be. And I'm just like, well where's your story because their story is far more interesting than mine because for yeah. me i didn't really have a choice in it <laughs> um but for them they've had a choice and like you just correctly said they've picked west ham so fair play to them and uh, those fans are always welcome all you know all across the globe oh definitely and it is true it is true talking about you know going on holiday or whatever you know my wife hates it because literally my suitcase is just west ham shirts it's just easy <laughs> around the beach isn't it it's, yeah. so, it's so easy around the pool yeah remember, remember when you could go to the pool and like go on holidays it was incredible those times yeah. but yeah so used to throw the, and it's like you, you bump into people and you know if there's a west ham bloke or even not even a west ham fan i think to be honest mm. any football fan will come and talk to a west ham fan because yeah. i think there's a special you know I, I still believe we're a lot of people's everyone's second team and we really still are and then people people come over to us and still talk to us they might be liverpool or whatever yeah and you've got some rapport and um yeah i think people appreciate the struggles we've been through that's why i think that you know some people when like a team like lucks out and has like a really good season people look down on them a little bit and go oh yeah. yeah but i think a lot of people are like fair play to west ham you know they're, they're doing the right you know and you know and it's it's it's, it's yeah. a different mentality you know than a, a plucky upstart you know it's like well fair play to them because they've been through enough shit. they they deserve a good season once in a while but um hopefully a, a few seasons now that's what i want yeah, there. it'd be nice to have that consistency and, and I, yeah. I don't care if i you know people start to call us glory hunters they can they can do that in a few years <laughs> yeah, time that, yeah. if, if they want because um i've been called a lot worse for following yeah. west ham so um, but like you said, you know, there, there is that connection with, with other teams um, up and down the country. And, you know, Man City are an example of that. I think yep. I look back and I think they're, they're very similar to, to how we started and where we were, you know, in League One and League Two, still still turning out those fans. There's not many clubs in the Premier League that in that in those divisions would, would, would have that many people still no. going to the games. Um, so we, we are one of those clubs and we've, we've been there and could have been a lot worse as well for us uh, if we did come back and, and ping back at first time both times that we got relegated recently so um yeah we're we're a funny bunch but i'll tell you what i I just i absolutely love it yeah i wouldn't change it wouldn't change it for the world you know some people said oh would you you know would you like to win the premier league no i don't think i would i really don't (laughs) think i would because i think actually that's part of the being a west ham fan is that struggle it is that yeah knowing is that you know it's almost like when you've seen an accident or a roller coaster and you know that 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 dip's coming and you and you still go to it you still go forward knowing that you're excited to see that dip because you know it's going to happen mm. we know we're going to you know i half expect this will go up it's obviously this go out on um what day is it? this will go out like wednesday or whatever you know when we play wolves on monday we could easily lose that game easily mm. lose the game three or four nil just get it's west ham yes and we, and yeah, we know yeah. it's going to happen um, and and that's what i love about us what we just so you know we don't know what's going to happen and you know, even with the squad selection now because there's a, everyone hopefully be fit by the time wolves comes 
we don't know what team Moyes is going to put out. We don't know where Ben Rahm is going to play. Or yeah. And it's exciting. I, I'm, I'm, I'm genuine. It's probably the most excited I've been supporting West Ham for probably as long as I've started. I mean, I've worked there for 20 years now. It's the most excited I've been in the last 20 years. I reckon. Yeah. Any time before that was probably the the beginning of the Red Nap era when we got seen Total Cup. I have to agree with that. Um, that was I, I love I love that era. We we yeah. finished fifth, I think, that league, that season, and we was yeah. we was brilliant. And then you know just to bring it back a little bit more recent, the last year at the bowling was was special because I yeah. think we there was a special atmosphere and special players as well. You know, um, yeah. you know, Pyatt was special and he made that special, but. Outside of that, yeah, this is very, very exciting. We've just normally just been in it. We've made up the numbers, and I really feel now that we, we just look solid. Yeah. And it's hard not to get ahead of yourself. And, and the problem is, as a West Ham fan, is you lose one game, and then that's it. Your WhatsApp groups start flying up. Twitter's flying off. Yeah. You know, Instagram's closed down because everyone's, you know, losing their head over it. But look, ultimately, uh, apart from, I think, a few games where there's been some mistakes in terms of selections and stuff like that Moise has pretty much got it right consistently every single game so we've just got to let them just crack on with it the backroom staff and everyone have, have all pulled their part and um, we've just got to keep supporting the team like we have done for for all those years um, definitely and definitely. give it a good go and I know you, yeah I know what you mean but I think there has been a slight changing mentality around the fans I mean obviously I look at the Man City game we lost a few weeks about a month or so mm. ago and 18 months ago, two years ago, it, it said Twitter would have been a wash. Yeah. Hashtag Moyes out, you know, rubbish. Yeah. But this, it was almost like completely different. We were like, oh, unlucky, oh, unlucky guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you gave it a good go. And, and that's what we want. And I think it's brilliant. It goes it's back to what you were saying as well about the, the, as a fan, our mentality, we've always just wanted to just have a go. Um, yeah. You know, we, we, we was never as good as some of the teams that we used to beat sometimes at, at mm. Upton Park, you know, beating Man United over there and the Liverpools and the Arsenals at the time. I remember we was never as good as those teams, but no. we just had a go. And every now and again, we used to nick a result. So mm. with that in mind, I think that mentality is still there with us. Let's have a go. And, and that's why I said a couple of fixtures that I think that we just didn't have a go. And yeah. Man United... In both in com- both competitions, the cup and the league, yeah. we we just didn't have a go in there. But City, we had a go. And and if I'm honest with you, there's City fans out there that said we're the best team that have turned up at the Etihad this yeah. year, and we could have easily won that. But when we didn't, it was we gave it a go, and and that's all we yeah. want. Just keep yeah, having a go. Yeah, you're right, mate. And and we, I mean, I, I, you know, we we we, uh, we got to talk about obviously that you uh, your foray into into podcasting with the boys as well. Yeah, um, how's that getting on? How are you enjoying yeah, that? Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, um, do you know what? Um, I, I love it. I love it. It really yeah. kind of helps kind of discuss stuff. We all, we all love talking about football anyway. Um, and the idea of that our podcast, uh, Saturday Morning GNT, is that it's um, it's about combining more than just football, it's about everything to do with football. And we've chucked a few things with business in there as well, but. I do the podcast with two great guys. Uh, they're both Spurs fans. Um, so this year's been fun um, so yeah. far because every yeah. single week we're turning up and I'm sitting here like a Cheshire cat and they're in the gum, um, after, especially after the Arsenal game and whatnot. But they're they they're, they're, they're great uh, bunch of lads. And we've been managing to get some good guests on as well along the way and building it up nicely and just talking all things football, really, um, yeah. from Premier League and, and everything as well. And just gives everyone a chance just to, to voice their opinions. But... 
it's building up really nicely. So um, if there is people listening, check it out. Definitely, definitely. No, yeah, it is. It's, it's great fun. And anyone listening, they want to have a go, crack on, you know, because I think it's mm. great. I, I mean, I've only been doing it for like 10 months or so. And it, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's brilliant. I love it. I love it. It just gives it, if anything, it gives me an excuse to like wander off to go and, because I don't think my wife really understands what I do. Oh, yeah. Apart from if it's like someone that she's heard of. So if, mm. if I interview someone she's heard of, she's interested. So it's like, I don't know, Ben or Ray or someone, she gives a shit about, or Harry, she gives a shit about that one. If I'm interviewing, I don't know. Me? No, 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 no. Anyone else, like, like a, a, a normal, so to speak, she'd be like, oh. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 even like an ex-player. So I'll talk to, da, da, da. Mm, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But I said, I said, oh, I interviewed David James. Oh, I know him from Strictly. Yeah, he's all right. He is, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So she doesn't give a shit what I do. So it mean, also means there's no one's fighting over the Netflix subscription because obviously, you know, the mother-in-law's in the front room. You've only got three screens. Yeah, I'm a cheap ass. So I've only got three screen options. So float my daughter's on one, wife's on the other. I can't watch my own Netflix subscription. So I thought, fuck it, I'll just go and start a podcast instead. Um, and Yeah, why not? What else they're brilliant. They're real. Keep it Thank up. you very much. Really oh, cheers, Turkman. Um, right, let's let's do the point of the, the whole episode and, and talk about Hammers Eleven. So, uh, everyone we've had in the channel, bar a few, uh, three people, I think, in three hundred, almost must be nearly three hundred now. Fuck, a bit of, bit of calculate, but two hundred and seventy-ish maybe. Um, only three people haven't given their Hammers Eleven. But the idea is, everyone we get on, we ask them to put together an eleven. Um, you can put, you can basically put whoever you want. In terms of criteria, there's nothing the best, could be the worst, whatever, as we said before, could be yeah. the most technical, whatever you want. But the only rule is you have to be alive to have seen them play. So yeah. otherwise, you know, you, you you and me, you know, we never saw Billy Bonds, uh, I never saw Bobby Moore play, never saw, yeah. saw Brooklyn play. So they didn't get my, I saw manage, I saw Brooklyn and Bonds manage, but I never saw them um, play. So they didn't get in the team. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was somewhat um, hamstrung by that. Not really. We had some great players in the last 30 odd years. But anyway, um, that's what we're trying to do. So we're starting goals. So who's going to go yeah. for the Turkey Leopard? Just before that, I was just going to say how hard it was to, to, to come up with it. It is, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's really hard. I was trying to, you know, look at different angles and, you know, different players were popping into my head. But um, no, it is, it's really tough. But what I've done for you is I've, I've kind of picked an 11 that left a little bit of an inspiration on on me watching football for one reason or another. So I'll yeah. go into that in a minute. Um, for me, I had Shaka Hislop in goal. Oh, lovely. Um, oh, I like Shaka. Shaka. Um, I, I think for me, um, especially the season that 2006, getting to the FA Cup final, yeah. he, he was absolutely brilliant. Um, great shot stopper. He was just brilliant just to see... Um, a, a goalkeeper who wasn't necessarily West Ham, but he bought into to, to what we was, and and he was a, a great keeper for us, um, and improved from signing for us as well. Um, and he just got better and better. So yeah, I've gone with Shaka uh, Islop in goal. Cool. Yeah, yeah, top man, top man, Shaka. And you're right. He's uh, he he's sort of like for me, he he has like similar split allegiances between West Ham and Newcastle. That, that's yeah. the way, because I remember we interviewed him and he was wearing a West Ham t-shirt, but he had a Newcastle crest behind him or something like that, <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. He's a top man, Shax. He's so cool. He's so cool. He's, you know, I just love him. Um, but yeah, you're right. And obviously one of those players who I call like boomerang players where they go mm. and come back. And obviously he came back for that 2006 
you know, FA yeah. Cup and, you know, obviously he was, I think, was second choice. And I think J-Mo got injured or whatever. And then he came in or something like that. I can't bear it. Yeah. He came back and ended up playing in the FA Cup. And yeah. I've only seen the highlights to that game once because obviously I've been there and I, I never had the heart yeah. to watch it again. No. But I watched it and I thought, could he have just, just, <laughs> could he have made it just into that corner a little bit longer? I but, know. Um, Anyway, that's in the past, but I've still gone with him. Um, I think he was he, he was a great great keeper for us. Yeah, great shout. Right, okay, let's go into defence. Go on, you go through it as you got it written down, man. You right, so um, I've gone I've gone with Steve Potts. Um, nice. For me, when I first first started going over to West Ham, um, Steve, I love Steve Potts. I mean, I love Tim yeah. Breaker as well, but I went with Steve Potts in that kind of right backy position, if you like. Yeah. Um, he was good on the ball. He was short. Um, for a centre half or for a defender, if you like, but he just seemed to just get in there and and nip in um, as well. And also being a West Ham fan as well, it just really made me made, made me made me like him even more. Yeah. And, and now watching his boys kind of grow up, and I know we've got one of his boys in the academy now, and one yeah. was there and gone off. So I went with Steve Steve Potts in that position. Um, I've gone for me two me two centre halves. I've gone I've gone for Ginger Pele and Ian Pierce. Um, and the reason for them is um, I used to see Ginge quite a lot in and around the area. Um, he used yeah. to live not far from us and always so passionate about West Ham, um, always gave 100%, um, put his body on the line, and you knew that if he was playing, that he was going to give their centre forwards a, a, a tough game. Definitely. And he just got better and better. The more hair he lost, he got better yeah. as a footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he, he was absolutely brilliant. And, and Ian Pierce as well. That season where we sometimes played him at the back, sometimes played him up top. Um, yeah. um, I love that he scored that goal at White Hart Lane as well. Um, left foot, volley, top corner. I think it went in the end. Um, and again, he, he had an affiliation with West Ham. He, he supported West Ham as a kid. So mm. people like that I used to look at and think, you know, you're living my dream. And I used to, I used to love seeing them there. Yeah. Maybe, look, Ian Pierce, without, you know, being um, too thing on, harsh on him, might not have been the best centre half we've ever had. Of course, we, we could have had the likes of Rio, and I could have had even. I used to love Reaper as well at the back and, and yep. others. Um, but I just loved watching Ian Pierce. Just gave hundred percent, hundred percent. No, I loved Ian Pierce. Ian Pierce was in mine, I think. Yeah, it was in mine. Yeah, it was in mine. I had him on, and and part of the reason was is because, as you said, it was always good. It's always good. You don't get him anymore now. You don't get that sort of no. centre-half forward anymore. I remember Chris Sutton did the other thing. He's got up front yeah. in some places. And it's always good on, uh, on on the old fantasy football if you yeah. can get one of them because, you know, they just go up for a, you know, it's like it's exactly like having that. Thomas Suchek, you yeah. know, or, or Craig Dawson. You know, I mean, yeah. he's got more, just as many goals as Bloody Antonio. Exactly. Know, but, yeah, so, yeah, he's a great boy. Great boy, Pierce. I think he's, um, I think he's still at West Brom. I think he's head yeah, of he's a recruitment head of recruitment there. I think he's been there for a couple a of while. years as well. He's been and, there a while now. Yeah, but he, he, he again he talks very highly of the club, like like most yeah. people do. And I just you know he stood out for me. I remember his night number nineteen shirt and being away at a game once he chucked it into the crowd, and I was you know not close enough to it, but I was close enough to to touch it. I think, but um, <laughs> he was a he was he was a great player. And then I've gone for um. I've gone for my old, my old neighbour, Paul Koncheski, a left, left back. Oh, I'll go for Conch. Um, Conch is a lovely guy. Again, yes. West Ham through and through. Wand of a left foot. Um, and I think people don't realise how much of a good career he had sometimes. Um, oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. even playing for, for, for Liverpool and, and England. And 
when he was younger, he used to play for Simrab, who are a team that I know very, very well. We used to play against them a lot in that Echo League. But um, Conch is a, a, a top guy and, um, you know, there's a load of left-backs we could have had in there as well, but I've, I've nipped him in there because I know he he, he watches your podcast. So I don't yeah, want he does. To, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> want to get a dirty message from him, so I thought I'd, I'd stick Conch in. <laughs> I know. It's funny. It's, a lot of them do get, like, they'll, they get... It's quite, you know, you just think it's a little silly little thing. They get really, they get calls. I like yeah. interviewed the guy the other day and he, he texted me, oh my God, I've had three calls from people like who I know I haven't put in the team. Um, we did one with JMO as well. We did JMO's. He, we did his. And he, I mean, I love David James. He was, he was phenomenal. I love, he was such a nice bloke. And um, and then the day after he was recording it, he was doing live at London Stadium. Um, yeah, I saw West Ham thing. And uh, I get a name check in there. They didn't edit that out. They forgot to edit that out. Oh, right. Yeah. Very, very subtle one about Thomas Repco. He went, yeah, apparently what Russ said. Because I know all of them. So like, so anyway, so then afterwards, Brilliant. apparently Jamie, uh, Jack and um, Chris, I know very well, we're talking. We're going to get Colton on soon anyway. So we're talking. And, and then Jamie was like, oh, I can't believe I forgot to put Paladin Kanye in my team. <laughs> I was like, oh, do you know, fair play. No, I love it. Yeah, Conscious dude. We've had him a few times. He's done a few bits for us now. He's a top man top top yeah, boy and his, really his boy's doing that. well his boy's doing yes. really well it seems yes yeah he is and uh, long may that continue yeah totally. great totally. to have those boys coming through yeah exactly and still heavily obviously conscious still heavily involved with it the, the like he's doing it on the loans thing isn't he and pots he's done yeah. to be coach as well so it's all good right midfield then midfield, midfield. Then. i've gone for i've gone for free in midfield um nice. I'm going to start with Joey Cole. Um, yeah. Growing up, um, again, I remember the, the hype that, that, that was around Joey Cole. And, and yeah. you know, we've got this young kid called Joey Cole coming through. I remember him making his debut against Swansea, I think it was in the cup. He'd come on for a little cameo or whatever it might have been. And he just, from his first touch, I was up on his, I was just like, who, who is this guy? And he'd done like a little trick and stuff. And, you know, on one side, I, I get so upset that we couldn't hang on to, to the yeah. likes of the Joey Coles and the Carricks and Rio's Longer and Lampard. But, you know, it was a it was, a, it was an era when we kind of probably needed to offload for, for obvious reasons after yeah. going down and whatnot. But, again, has an absolutely fantastic career. Um, still speaks very highly of West Ham every time he kind of talks. And that passion is, is still there. I know he moved on to Chelsea and whatnot. But... Um, you know he deserved that move, um, and he done he done very well, and he deserved the career that he he, he got. But the hype around that kid growing up was was something I've, I've never to. seen. I've never seen that before. It was mental, and obviously, I, I, I we or hopefully he's, we, we get him soon, and very soon, hopefully. And um, I think for him, he I'd love to ask him about that as well, because mm. I mean, as you said, we knew about him from the age of about thirteen. Yeah. You know, and it's like, how can it, how can you fathom a 13 year old in terms of being, you know, recommended as, as the next Gaza or whatever? You know, they, yeah. it's, it's just phenomenal. You know, the amount of pressure he he must have had. I know he'd probably say that I, he wasn't pressure. He didn't have any pressure, but it must be, you know, it must be just having well, that. But funny enough, um, someone that you actually spoke to recently, um, Adam Newton. Um, yeah, I, I was I was spoke to him a few weeks ago myself, a good friend of mine. And we, I had that exact conversation with him about the hype around some of the players that were coming through there. And you know, Joe wasn't the only one. Uh, we had no. a good, obviously, we know about the the players that we had there. But but he's the way that he was hyped up and the way that he come through that he could have, you know, really messed things up. But um, I'm really glad that he did, and he went on to have a, a great career. And uh, um, and now he's doing really well as a pundit as well. 
I think he's, yeah, he's a fantastic pundit, yeah. isn't he? He's, and and you know he's got a fantastic football brain, and you know hopefully wherever he goes, I know he's doing sort of sabbatical, he's sort of going around all these different clubs and learning. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Exactly. Right, um, and then I've I've also gone for for Mr. West Ham, Mark Noble. Um, yeah. I think for me, he's exactly um, what West Ham's all about. Uh, he's he's lived all of our dreams, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you speak to him now and. He'll tell you that he'd have been happy with just making that one appearance for West Ham, and yep. he's gone on and made um, hundreds and hundreds of more. So for for him, um, he he sits in there. He's always been very reliable for us. He's never let us down. He stayed with us through through relegations. Um, I'm actually, I'm gutted for him that he he's never been able to maybe lift a trophy up. Uh, maybe next year. You don't know. He's last year, but um, but ultimately, he's everything that. That epitomizes West Ham United, and um, you know we can't ever forget what he's what he's done. And there's no point people jumping on it now, going he's, he's not good enough and whatever. Look, we we know that he's not going to be a, a starter, but at the same time, let's not forget what he's done for the club. He's he is mm. he's been absolutely a fantastic servant. Others have moved for for, for more money, um, but he, he he stayed, and he's uh, hopefully he's, he's within the club for a very long time. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And you know, the fact that he's told us that he's going to have a season, like as a season, you know, that's next season's his last one. I think he's, he's brilliant. So we've got that, you know, in the same way. You know, obviously, the last season at the bowling was the last season at the bowling. So every game was special because the last time you play Swansea and last time you play Arsenal, you know, at the bowling. This will be this last time Mark Noble plays for. West Ham against Liverpool against Man United yeah. so and you know so when he comes on for those 10-15 minutes you know to tie up the game like he always does you know there's something special about that and I mean yeah it's gonna be, I was watching um, Deck did a thing with Tubes the other day um, and saying and they asked about Noble retiring and he's like mm. yeah he's, oh, he's gutted for him but part of me I know I know he's gutted for him from a you know football perspective but from a career perspective you know he's you know Declan could have the keys to the castle from, oh. from that summer onwards. So, you know, I know, I know it's great. I know it's like, it's horrible, but you know, for the longevity of the club getting deck tied yeah. down. So, you know, all the, to get him chained up. Um, that's I think that was do. one of the reasons why he was handed the captaincy at, yeah. at such a, a young age. It, it was to say that you, you're the future of this club, learn off of Mark Noble. Anyone that has ever spoken about Mark Noble has always said about he's more than just a captain. He's the person yeah. who's an arm around you. He'll make sure that you're settled. You've got your house. You've got your car. Yeah. You've got all that kind of stuff. That's a player liaison's officer. That's, that, that's, that's not a captain's role all the time to do that and no. he does you know beyond and um you know his, his duty if you like as a, as a club captain and mm. there's there's no one that i think that can 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 say anything different so he was firmly firmly in my west ham 11. definitely, definitely. okay and well, then I've got, who's next i've got i've got a player who for me i used to base <laughs> seems like such a long time ago now but base my own kind of football talents around and it was oh berkovich Nice. Um, I I absolutely loved watching Al Berkovic play. Um, he was so you know low ground gravity as they as they say. He could pick a player out of of anywhere, and I used to love watching him play. And his passion again for for, for the club. Um, he had a number of different opportunities where he could have gone as well early doors um, to sign for, for teams like Spurs, and he didn't. He stayed with us. 
Um, and I remember a few goals that he scored that just really stood out for me at Upton Park. Right, I sit in the bottom or lower, mm-hmm. um, beating Liverpool two one, and him coming onto the ball and smashing it into the bottom corner, and um, and some of his assists um, in that season. When you look back at some of the games, yeah. he, he made it easy. He made it absolutely easy for Hartson and Kitson at times. So um, he he's someone that I think we've always missed and not replaced um, yep. too much. I know Yossi Yossi Yoon kind of come in and done a similar role, um, but I, I I always said we never replaced Ayl Berkovic, and I think it's mm. so hard to do. And I still don't think we've got an Ayl Berkovic type of player in our team. I think yeah. we, you know, Ben Rama is that type of flary player, Lanzini, but they're not Berkovic. Berkovic is is was, was, was absolutely class. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And we've had um, obviously we've had like Hartson and stuff on and, you know, and, and obviously he had such a phenomenal season and he, and he credited him, uh, you know, a lot of those goals to, to Berkovic and, mm. and they, they had this, this incredible partnership. Um, and you're right. I mean, nowadays Berkovic would walk into any top four team or yeah. top five because we're, 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 we're a top five <laughs> team. Now. Um, so yeah, no, he's, he's class, isn't he? Absolutely. Class. It's quite funny because where the other players where like PSE or Potsy or Conch, Shaxx, mm. you know, they look, the same as they did then, like yeah. bless him. Yeah, you know, but yeah, the years haven't been kind to him. Let's be honest, but no, um, they haven't. no, he's, no, he's still a top, top man, top man. Um, right, okay. So. so who's next? Who's next? I've got, I've got three. I had three spaces to fill in forward positions, nice. and I used to love a forward at West Ham, even though we haven't managed to to find the hero for <laughs> yeah. the last however long. But um, I'm gonna. I went, one of them was Bobby Zamora, um, yeah. and, and again, another reason for this was. He was a West Ham fan, um, yeah. and 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 all I wanted was was to have a team of West Ham fans at one stage. Um, but he he was so passionate. He still is, um, yeah. even though he's a, an ambassador for Brighton. When he's talking about West Ham, it's 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 us, it's we. Um, and he come to us again from from Spurs. So there was a little bit of a you know kind yeah. of a thing. But I remember going up to Bradford for his debut, um, and he scored as well. Mm-hmm. He scored up there. Um, he come running over my club, my club, Clissy's badge, um, and we always remember as well what he did to um, Arsenal and Sol Campbell at, at Highbury as well. When he must have been down the gym that week because uh, Sol Campbell was rolling around on the floor for quite a while. <laughs> but yeah, he, he had a fantastic left foot, and and I also want to point out as well in, in the year that we stayed up with Tevez, everyone always kind of mentioned about Carlos Tevez saving us and stuff. You know, you look back and, and Zamora played a massive, massive yeah. part in that. Yeah, yeah. That goal against Everton, even against Blackburn with a ghost goal, if you like, and a few other bits and pieces. He was fantastic and he led the line. Um, and I absolutely love Bobby Zamora in Ipswich in the um, the, cup, the um, playoff semi-finals. That's the the second one where he come over yeah. his shoulder and his left foot and he pinged it in awesome. and he's run over to all of us in that corner. Oh, I mean, the passion... Again, he looks exactly the same now. I don't know what he's yeah, using, yeah. but he's doing all right. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's doing all right. And you're right. He's it's funny because I said to him, uh, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, and uh, and ham, run of the up of ham of the year in 2007." Went, yeah, I should have won that year. Again, <laughs> little Argentinian bloke, Tevez, <laughs> and, like, and he's yeah, he talks about his Tottenham. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't last there long. I didn't last. No, there long. I went out pretty. Yeah, uh, no, like, no, yeah. It was a good move for him to, to make oh, that yeah. move. And we all heard about him in Brighton crashing goals. But when, yeah. when I knew he was signing for us, I didn't care that, that there was that connection, even though he scored against us to knock us out of the cup. But mm. ever since then, the way he talks has always been 
us and we, as yeah. I mentioned. And I love that passion for him. And um, he's a barking boy. Um, he's he's everything that, that, that we always wanted as 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 a fan watching. And um, again, a great player to have in the team. Yeah, and and you got Kincheski there, who who he he literally yeah. cannot shift. So there yeah. we go. There you go. <laughs> and then my final, my final player. Oh, no, I've got, uh, so I've got two. two more players. There you go. Um, so I've gone for t- uh, TC, Tony Cotty. Yeah. Um, when I first started going over there again, um, there was this you know little guy playing up front wearing the number 27 shirt. Um, and I just always used to say to my dad, I was like, how does this guy score goals? Because they're all in the box. Like, as a forward, yeah. you never used to see, you know, he's not going to crash it from 18 to 20. Anyway, that's... But if there was a fox in the box and you needed someone to poach you a goal, it was Tony yeah. Cotty. And again, uh, I sound like I'm repeating myself a little bit, but there's a theme here. My Hammers 11 has been based around the passion, and he's still so passionate about yeah. West Ham. And, you know, I've, I've met him a few times, been lucky to meet him a couple of times, and he's all he ever wants is West Ham to do well. And these are yeah. the teams, that, the players that you want in and around the club. Um, and obviously he was part of that squad in 1986. I was only four at the time, so I don't remember that. Um, but you know, um, you know, you want those guys to have some good memories of West Ham as well, because they've endured a lot of uh, horrible times as well. So, but he was he was brilliant. He just yeah. kept scoring goals. Oh yeah, yeah, and top top boy. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean they, they they all are. I mean, talk to all of them. They, they 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 all they all love their time at the club, you know. And yeah. it's there's, there is something special about us. There is something yeah. special about our club. It's a funny little club in East London, and and you know, as you said, whether they're whether they come from TC, where they come, it, yeah, it's always been his blood. And you'd sit and stand on the terraces and da da da, da or yeah. or someone like someone like Ginge, for example, who's yeah. not from around these parts, and he became a West Ham legend. He, he you know, still lives in the area, and yeah. even people like Alvin Martin are still you know knocking yeah. around Long Church and stuff like that. You know, yeah. so it's there's this weird pull. It's a weird club. Definitely. It's a weird club. Yeah. Which, which leads me on nicely to this final guy um, yeah. who, who took West Ham in his heart from from day one. Bit of a troubled soul when we signed him, but it was Paolo Di Canio. Yeah, um, and he's one who for me um, was just unbelievable. I mean, I could have had Payet in this team and other stuff, but he he hurt me quite a bit. Um, but Paolo Di Canio for me, um, any game. You know, was yeah. had me standing on uh, uh, standing up. His passion for the club. You know, he's got West Ham tattoos. You know, he's, yeah. he's again a guy from Rome. He's come over. Um, we 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 welcomed him with open arms, and he left us with with with, with closed arms in that respect. And um, what a player! What a player! Left foot, oh. right foot. You know, the passion he had as well. You know, I remember the, a lot of people mentioned the Bradford game when he. Um, when he when he substitute himself because he just yeah. won't get in the the, the rubber to green. But what what a great player! And you know we can talk about his goals in a, in a show in itself. Um, yeah. But um, he was definitely going to make my eleven. So so David James, you might have forgot him, but I haven't. Yeah, exactly, James. Stick <laughs> to your socks. It, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think what I loved about I mean, yeah, he was a showman, weren't he? You know, yeah. he was, and and. You know, we, we talk about that that period. You know, obviously that period, sort of the, the red nap era and stuff like that. They were all characters. They were all. F- I mean, football was fun then. 
you know, football is enjoy is enjoyable now from a technical perspective. I don't find it fun. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, uh, although we, we although West Ham do have some sort of flow, throwbacks. You know, I think Declan Rice is is a sort of a slightly older personality because he has a personality. Yeah. Um, and Antonio is a bit like that. We had Snodgrass; yeah. he was a bit like that. But yeah, if it was quite uber professional in my, you know, whereas you wouldn't get the you know, stories of, of Razor Ruddock and, and Di Canio and Ian Wright and people like that. It was a part of a bit of a, a more fun time. And Di Canio epitomised that, wasn't he? You didn't know what Di Canio was going to turn up, you know, yes. whether it was, I don't know, the, 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 this Merrick player who who made, who turned Tony Adams and Martin Keown and, you know, or whether he was going to be the Bradford City guy and yeah. take me off. And that's why I loved it. It was a great time. Great time to be a fan. Um, and yeah, and then that's, I mean, that's, that's the team. That's the team. That ain't a bad team, my friend. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've tried to pick a team that, that meant something to me yeah, one way or another. I mean. And I think that, um, you know, that all, all those players, I think they've got one thing in common, and, and that is their, you know, passion and, and, and love for for my club. So that's why I, I've, I've gone for them. I mean, I'd love to see that trio in midfield and high day as well. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, Mark, yeah, yeah, Noble and his pomp. Yeah, it yeah. amazing. And, yeah, it would have been, but. With them, but no, it's all good, man. It's all good. So, man, absolute pleasure, my friend. Absolute pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so, much. so much for having me, mate. It's been great, and uh, good. I look forward to uh, continuing to watch. Thank you very much. And obviously, thanks to everyone for watching or listening, whatever you do, wherever you like. Because some people listen to it in the garden. You, I mean, it's nice gardening now. You can watch, listen yeah. to it while doing the garden. Why not? You know, phones have got speakers and everything. Um, whatever it is, make sure you subscribe, uh, like, comment, and subscribe, and share. And for myself, Adam Turk, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Get those jabs. Uh, come in your irons, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Take care. Podcast Network.